the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab number 28 for the week of Monday, December 5th, 2005. Hey, everybody. It's Dave and John. And John. And we're I here from the Mac Observer, the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. It high up in the Mac Towers, Mac Observer Towers. That's right. Or the, the TMO towers, towers. The TMO Towers East. That's right. East. Yeah. So, uh, how was your weekend, John? Not too bad. Just kind of hung out. That's good. Finished uh, some of the yard work. Had that's a little uh, little snow. You know. Yeah. We're gonna get a lot more. Though it's weird. The weather map shows it's snowing, but it's not. Really. So I'm wondering if like. You know, the VR construct that I'm part of, like, is malfunction. I think so. Sorry, too much Matrix. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> we had a good weekend, actually. Well, kind of. I mean, yesterday was great. You? Oh, no, you... Well, you yesterday did? was good. Yesterday was the kid's birthday. My kids uh, were born two years apart on the same day. So uh, we had uh, a fantastic day yesterday with the uh, kids celebrating and all that good stuff. But Friday, I had this really weird issue that some of you may already be figuring out, and that affects the way that I speak. Uh, apparently, when I got bit by a deer tick two weeks ago, and even though I started on antibiotics right away, I seem to have contracted Lyme disease, and most specifically, I have contracted what they call Bell's palsy, which uh, for me has paralyzed the right side of my face. And uh, hopefully they, they say it's only going to take a couple of weeks to, uh, to go away, but uh, you'll hear me certain letters and, and and sounds like the uh, the F sound is very difficult, and so is closing my eye and blinking and all of that other good stuff. But uh, that's uh, that's what's going on here. So there you have it. Yeah, I <clears throat> I won't try to beat that. That's... No, I wouldn't recommend anyone try to beat it. I, I'm not going to try and beat it. It's uh, it's actually an interesting nerve. It's one nerve in your in your face, and it's shaped like a C. Kind of goes from your jaw up to your eye. And uh -huh. I can I can feel everything. It's not numb, but it's like it's kind of like I've had Novocaine, uh, in a way. It really what I said the other day was it's like I've been drinking, but only with my right hand. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Well, that, means. that 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 we're used to dealing with. That. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh so, no no I'm sorry. Family. It is it is December and uh, it's a new month. It's a new month, and we do have a new sponsor. So we'll we'll talk about that. Um, our sponsor this month is Kowali, K-I-W-A-L-I, for those of you who can't hear because of my speech. And we're, what we're, uh, we're talking about is a product there's called the Minion. And it's, it's pretty cool. They sent me a couple of them, and I'm going to send you one, John. We just got them uh, the other day in the mail here. And it's a, it's a case for the iPod Mini. And yeah, we know it's discontinued, but it is, uh, it, it, it's still one of their top sellers. And I got to be honest, when we got the things, we didn't know what they were for. We had gotten the, the package in the mail just randomly before we got the talking points. And uh, I thought at first I, I tried the, you know, different iPods and I don't have a mini or didn't have one right there. And, uh, I, you know, what the heck is this for? And my dad pulled out his cell phone and it fit perfectly. And it's an awesome little case, but it, it actually fits the mini very well. And it made a corduroy, uh, which is kind of cool, sort of a retro thing. And uh, it, it, I it recorder, right? very soft. Yeah, it's great. And it's got a little loop on the back, a metal loop. And uh, and then like a, a D clip that you can put on your belt or uh, your, you know, if, you, if you're a woman, you can put it on your purse. Or I guess if a guy has a purse, you put it on your purse, too. And uh, 
it's great. It works really, really well. It's uh, you know, it's got a little, it's got like a metallic clip, so you don't have to button it. It just sort of closes itself, and uh, very cool. Nice and soft, so you don't have to worry about scratches. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now the interesting thing is they gave us all these talking points and, uh, and not one of them lists the price. However, <laughs> uh, if you go to Kowali.com and enter podcast P O D C A S T at the checkout, you'll save uh 15%, one to 5%. So that's 10 plus five. So there you go. Kowali.com. Uh, so tonight's show is, uh, is all about you. Tonight's show is. Me? Well, it's always about you, John, isn't it? <laughs> Tonight's show is, is all about the comments you folks have been sending in uh, as of late. And, uh, and we're going to jump right into one of those. And I need to, of course, get everything ready on this end, which I haven't been doing because I've been busy talking. <clears throat> now, did we mention Kowali? K-I-W-A-L-I. Correct. Are you looking up the price for me there, John? Oh, no, but I looked. I found something else because I spelled it different. Aha! It looks like a nice restaurant. So uh, <laughs> make sure you spell it right. That's right. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling up the uh, the questions for this week, and uh, I'm going to start off with one from Laurie. Hi, it's Laurie here from Wellington, New Zealand. It's just like a penguin in bondage, boy. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! As you can probably tell, I'm recording this on my Telefunken U47. Oops. <laughs> Actually, it's my eyesight. Nice. You can probably also tell that referring to me as she in the most recent podcast was a little faux pas. Sorry. Episode headline for the day is Dweezil Zapper picks new Telefunken U47 for a new album. I have a question related to your breakdown of the technology you use to do your recording. Why do you use Skype instead of iChat? A friend in Poland uses the former in preference because he claims that sound quality is better, but although the latest version of Skype is very good, I can't hear much difference myself. Does Skype make it easier to use wiretap to pull out the sound file? Anytime you're in the area, just pop in for a beer and some mussels. Bye. I love mussels. Mm. And I know John likes beer. So. Uh, it, and your, mussels. It, uh, your friend in Holland is right, Lori. Uh, Skype, the audio quality with Skype is way better than that of iChat. And that's exactly why we use it. In fact, the first tests that we did were using iChat and the sound quality. John's sound was, was horrible compared to mine because, of course, I'm local and, and he's coming in over Skype so or iChat or whatever it was. And, uh, and, and this way with Skype, you know, we can, we can get pretty much to the same or equal audio quality. In fact, some shows John has actually sounded better than me if, uh, if you want my opinion. So, so that's, uh, that's why we do that, Lori. And uh, we've uh, played a little bit with Gizmo Project, which is uh, what some people are calling the, the latest or the next Skype killer, but uh, haven't uh, haven't done a show with that yet. We've had good luck with Skype, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Or as we like to say in the tech circles, if it ain't broke, fix it till it is. So we may try it anyways. So, yeah, we will. Uh, yeah, I, I thought about trying it tonight, but then, you know, with all this other stuff I got going on, I got plenty to worry yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. The bandwidth on this, I mean, I'm pretty. It, it's yeah. amazing what the bandwidth this uses. Well, so you it don't uses, really need broadband. Skype uses about 5K in either direction, so yeah, you do need broadband to get it right. Because uh, 56K modem really only does 56K down maximum and, and 336K mm, okay. up. Yeah, um, yeah could be pushing it. Which I mean, it works, uh, but it's not it not nearly as good. Um, Skype will actually throttle back if it if it needs to. But uh, I think the phone circuit uses what a max of three K. I think that's I think that's what it 
maxes out at. So depends. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's kind of best case scenario. So modems, I remember those. Yeah. Well, we still use modems, right? Over the cable lines, right? I mean, technically it's still a modem, mm. audio right? Modem. Well, that's right. It's not an audio modem. All right. Uh, Janelle had some questions here and uh, we'll let you take this one, John. So here she goes. Bye. Oh, that was the end of Lori. Sorry about that, folks. Hi, my name is Janelle. I'm from Columbus, Indiana. My question is, I got two different computers. I am a trainer graphic designer. And I've been trying to figure out how to back up my system. Um, right now, I'm on my laptop. I'm just barely getting able to, able to get it on the DVD. And I was trying to figure out if maybe a, um, an external hard drive would be my better bet to back up both systems on. They're both OS 10 computers. Um, one's a laptop, one's an eMac. And I'm just trying to figure out the best way to figure this out. Um, my uh, email address, Oh, if you oh, want, oh. is a period now. Sorry about that. Had to grab the uh, stop button there. Hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, no, she she didn't talk the whole thing through, so we're all right. They'd have huh. to know the domain she's at, and they don't, so. So backup strategy. So she's going on a DVD right now. Yeah. And is wondering if a hard drive would make sense. Is that the gist of it? That's the, that's the gist I heard, yeah. And huh. Well, I fully support that because that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Anyways, now a couple of options in that case, though. Um, you know, the external drives are nice. I I think you should. You'd probably want to go for USB two, just because I. You, even though I like, well, I don't know. This is something we could talk about a little bit. I mean, I do like FireWire because it uh, almost always provides the juice. Yeah, well, that, I think we talked through that, right? FireWire provides a constant transfer rate, guaranteed. You know, four hundred megabit, where USB will actually float up and down from what uh, what we understand. Yeah. yeah. And then the strategy, I guess, would either be just copying stuff over into uh, folders. I guess yeah, do manual simple. copy, yeah. If you're a uh, .Mac member, you can use uh, Apple's backup utility to yep. back up to another drive. You don't have to back up to .Mac, even though you have the account. You can tr use it to back up to DVDs or another hard drive. So that, that's yeah, another option. Yeah, I think option. they're up to uh, three on that now. Yeah, backup three. Yep. And it had a lot of options. It has like a lot of these pre-done things that are usually pretty good. Like a lot of yeah. times you really don't. I like to back up everything just because I like to create a bootable. Okay. Yeah. Copy, right. But if you're just into, but sometimes you know, I just copy the data, and that that has some nice things that you know has certain conditions, um, you know, so you can only back up really what you need. Yeah. You don't have a lot of space. Yeah. Um, retrospect. I love retrospect, but I, I do yeah. have to say it's it's vast backwards. It it the the interface if if you've never used it before, it will seem totally opposite of what you'd expect it to be. But once you get used to it, it works great. Uh, and I've been using it for probably 10 years now. So Yeah. Their terminology and the path through it, though, I thought they introduced a wizard. They did. As of late. That kind of steps still, you through it. It's still bass backwards, yeah. <laughs> I can say that, right, without making the show explicit. I think so. Yeah. Plus, plus they, they won't have... understand me with my uh, my current impediment anyway. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what else? Um, actually, a nice thing uh, for a short-term thing is I see this is built in, I think, Tiger and maybe prior ones, but when you right-click on something, you can uh, archive. And I don't see it on here, so it must be part of something else. I, I, I think mind. I think that's a third-party thing that you got, John. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to yeah. dig that up. Oh, but no, you, could, you could do something with folder actions, right? Well, here's something, create archive. 
Oh, oh, that that'll just create a zip file, and it makes a zip file. So sometimes yeah. you could use that. Yeah, I guess so. In a pinch, make a backup. Yeah, you'd still have to drag the zip file over to your other device, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's uh, good to think about it retrospect and and uh, backup are nice because you can schedule them to do things, so you don't have to think about it because that's the the worst part. That, that's you, when you definitely want to it, right? Right. It's when you forget to do it. I bet you could do something with folder actions too, right? You could you could have a folder that anytime you copy something to it, although I guess why would you do that? Why not just copy it to the other drive? Yeah, or Automator. Yeah, we, we're going to look at stuff like that in Apple Script in a future In a future cast, yeah. Uh, right, let's go with another audio comment. I like these. We'll, uh, we'll talk about something that Craig uh, sent us an audio comment about and then... Uh, it was Neil Oshima actually sent an email about something similar here. So let's see what uh, what we got going on. Hey, guys. This is uh, Craig. I seem to be from a little Massachusetts. Anyway, I love the podcast. I think it's great. I have a quick question for you. Uh, well, it might not be too quick. Um, I have a uh, Powerbook G4 and I have a uh, desktop G5 both running uh, 10.4. And when I have... Jaguar, um, I could wirelessly connect up and get into my user folders without a problem. But for some reason, with um, an upgrade to Tire and all the way up to 10.4, I can't connect um, the two together and get into my user folders and transfer my iPhoto, my iTunes, and all that other wonderful stuff. So I don't know if you guys might be able to help me out with that. And um, hopefully you can. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll see what happens. Okay, so if, if uh, that was hard to understand, uh, he, he called in via voicemail, so some some of that stuff gets difficult. But uh, it, it, the gist of it was that he's uh, he's got uh, when he he's got two machines, and when he was connecting them together with ten point three and prior, presumably it worked just fine. When he and this is over the network using Apple Talk, when he upgraded to uh, Tiger ten point four, it stopped working. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is we've had a couple of emails about this. Um, I've not seen this issue myself, but obviously it's happening. Uh, The first, the first thing I would say to do, of course, is update to the latest 10.4.3 to see Mm -hmm. if that, that helps anything. Right. And then uh, beyond that, I would look to, to make sure that you've got, uh, got IP file sharing. uh, You've got Apple talk rather turned on, which is, which is in uh, system preferences network and make sure you select the in, the correct interface because you may have you know if you've got ethernet airport and a modem active only one of them can have apple talk on it at any at any given time mm-hmm. i don't think that was me cutting out right that was my headphones right there john <coughs> you you yeah, heard me talking all the way through. okay okay uh so if you pick the interface that's actually connecting the two computers and go to the Apple Talk tab, make sure Apple Talk is checked active and tr- configure it automatically. That that should figure it out. Um I guess it's possible that you've got a uh, a firewall in the way, right? Right, John? Yeah, and I don't know if they can't see them or can't access them. Well they're yeah, they're saying they can't they can't share to them. So, uh, so I'm also wondering if the um, See, ownership or permissions uh-huh. may take looking at. I was thinking of that. Check it. Maybe running a disk uh, permission check. Yeah, permission check because if the permission is kind of wacky, it may not show up. 
Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Yeah, Tiger did add a, screwed up. Tiger did add a whole slew of permissions. One one thing to check if if even that doesn't do it is create a new user account and uh, mm-hmm. and see if you can share connecting to that one. And if you can, then maybe there's you know something to do with with your specific user account, and maybe you've got to reset the permissions on your on your specific user folder. Um, yeah. One way to do that is just to click on your documents folder, um, do a command I, I believe, right? If we go mm-hmm. to our documents folder and we do a command I, uh, and then down at the bottom where it says ownership and permissions, where it says you can read and write, double click there or click the little triangle next to details mm-hmm. and make sure that the, uh, they either make sure you're logging in as you or, or, or just click apply to undisclosed. Uh, what's it say apply to enclosed items items, yeah yeah. and uh, and that'll go through and make your whole documents folder uh read and writable by you that that may make a difference for you so that was some more thoughts on that the other would be trying to share using another protocol in case some equipment in the way is being Uh, stupid yeah um ftp maybe would be my choice yeah okay okay some people in the past um especially in corporate environments would filter out IP, um, or I'm sorry, Apple Talk packets. That's right. Yeah, there there are certain routers. Different. There are certain yeah. routers that won't pass it. That's right. But but this is over IP, so it shouldn't matter, right? Shouldn't. Yeah. In the yeah. past, it did because Apple Talk was, from what I recall, its, its own, own platform, well, lo- its own protocol, yeah, right? Its own protocol on its own right. port. Then yeah. they did it over IP, so right. it was more standard, right? Um. So. Just thought I'd toss that in the ring there. So yeah, FTP would be uh, or Windows sharing. I don't know. Well, do you know, what? Let's, let's, let's talk about Windows sharing because someone sent in a question yes. here. So yes. uh, Alex writes in: uh, I switched to the Mac nine months ago from the PC, and everything's been great. Especially impressed with the ease in connecting local Windows network. My dad and brother still use PCs, uh, but maybe you can help me out with one Mac question. And he's using Tiger, but I think this is pretty universal when i click on network i see the work groups ms home inhabited by dad and brother and work group where i'm by myself i'm guessing work group is the default work group name for max i how can i change my work group name to ms home so i can join the others thanks a lot uh so you want to uh you want to take a stab at this one john because there's two answers here that i like but uh, <clears throat> go ahead excuse me uh, you are excused um, the but answer you may not i be. like which answer do is you like? If you go to Applications and Utilities, uh-huh. inside of there is an application called Directory Access. Really? If you launch that application and then authenticate as an administrator, you then get a list of all the sharing protocols that are supported. And there's Active Directory, Apple Talk, Bonjour, which used to be Rendezvous. Yeah. It's bonjour. Bonjour. My hey, I can say that good. word. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you could probably speak French uh, better than you can uh, used to be able to. I don't <laughs> hey. know. BSC flat file. And then it gets to SMB SIFs. Okay, which so is the first what, thing um, you got to do is click the little lock at the bottom to authenticate, which is what yeah, you Yeah, authenticate. Say. Then go to services. Oh, Because um, there's three things on the top. And I'm going to click on services. And then you say configure. And a little window comes down. And the first thing it asks for is work group. Oh. And right now I'm looking and it's called work group and there's a little pull down with like a memory pull down oh, so i would think if you that. enter other things and so that's it, what i do it also asks no for a win server yeah hmm? i had no idea about this this is great yeah well that that's you know that, that's, that's why i'm why, here that's why you're here <laughs> <laughs> 
And then a Win server, that's something that's also common in a Windows environment. And it's a Windows internet name type service? of naming server. Yeah. Windows, Windows Internet, I sound like you. Yeah, Windows Internet Naming Service. Um, and that's usually, or if, if the people aren't being too annoying, it's, it, it's nice if it would be the same IP as the domain name server. Right, which that's a lot right. of times it is. Which often it is, or yeah. at least in environments I've been in, because the admins don't want to, you know, why create separate addresses for things that basically do the same thing. Yeah, well, or unless you got a similar server, thing, unless you have a server that's just being hammered and you have to move. Yeah, yeah, you know, something to the other yeah. server. So, because yeah, I um, I've Very been in this cool. panel before, and there's a lot of other things that look kind of geeky. Oh yeah, let's talk through some. Meta, so yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of stuff in here. LDAP, which is a protocol for a. There's a lot of neat oh, stuff wow. that... Uh, now, this is buried, i got to admit. Because, I had uh, no idea this existed, yeah. What about Active Directory? things in the Utilities folder. Oh, look at for the, this. For the budding geeks out there, go through your Utilities folder and just wow. look at some of the things in there. Network, NetInfo Manager is another one. You, oh, be you can careful set your sometimes. default shell. That's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. So, that, that's my uh, wow. input on that one. Wow. Man, it's worth paying you for that. <laughs> Uh, but we won't. Don't worry. Because uh, what I was going to say, and I guess this would still work, but it's not nearly as sexy as what John went through, is uh, to go open up a terminal and edit uh, a file called slash Etsy slash smb.conf. And, uh, and in there is a line that, uh, that lists the work group, and you can type one there. But, man, there's no reason to do that. Not with, uh, not with John around. And so we can... Scratch that one off the list. Uh, let's see. Let's let's talk. Let's let. Uh, in, occasionally, instead of having someone write in with or send in with a uh, with a question, we have someone send in a tip. And Flint, oh boy, that that F sound is so hard. Can you say it for me, John? Introduce him, would you? Who? Wait, where? I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. Oh yeah, introduce uh, introduce the guy with the next audio comment there, right? That's his name. You got his name, don't you? Oh, Flint? That's it. it hey, away. guys. This is Flint Million here. I called in a few weeks ago, but I thought I'd send in an audio comment this time, and I hope you get this. I just wanted to share a tip with you and all the listeners about iTunes. When Apple introduced the audiobooks into the iTunes Music Store, they also advertised a new feature called bookmarking, where you could play a file... And when you stopped playing it and switched to a different file and then came back to that file, it would remember where you were in the file and start playing from that point. Obviously really helpful for audiobooks from the iTunes Music Store. But I wanted to be able to do this with any file in my iTunes library. For example, if I ripped an audiobook from a CD, I wanted to be able to do it on that as well. Up until iTunes 5, the only way to do this was to use some really convoluted scripts and some pretty nasty procedures to get iTunes to think your files were encrypted audiobooks. But as of iTunes 5, it looks like there's a much easier way to accomplish this. All you have to do is choose the file, get info on it, go to the Options tab, and check the checkbox that says Remember Playback Position. If you check this, iTunes will treat the file just like it treats an audiobook on both iTunes itself and on your iPod. I also discovered that this works with videos as well as audio, so this might be really helpful for some of you who watch movies on your iPod. Well, there you have it. I just wanted to share that with all of you, and great show. I'm glad you make it available. I listen every week, so keep up the great work. Talk to you soon. Hey, Flint. Thank you very much, sir. That's uh, uh, wow. very appreciated, especially tonight uh, with uh, with me not being able to 
but with it being very frustrating for me to talk. So mm, you'll, <sighs> get, you'll get better. I, I will. So, yeah, uh, yeah. It's this is one of those things that either take three months or three weeks, and I'm hoping uh, for more of the latter. Yeah. So I got yeah. another one here. Go ahead. What do you got? Um, hit me. The text up in front of me. I don't want to hit you now, but it's uh, no, Aaron Scott. Aaron Scott. Modem dialing. Let me see. If oh I can yeah. Find his stuff here. I think I've got it. I, I can. I can actually try and read the question to you. I, I think I've got it right in front of me here. I say right in front of me. I, I lie about these things, but here it is. Ready? I'll, I'll read it. Uh, Aaron says, I do have one technical question if anyone has an answer. How do I get my PowerBook 12-inch built-in Motorola Jump modem dialing audio back? I lost it sometime back when I upgraded to 10.3.5. With Tiger, I still have no audio, same when faxing. The settings are all set on, but I hear nothing at all. Thanks. So, do you have the answer? <clears throat> Now, wait, let me see. What is, um, jump. now that was, uh, what was the device again? Motorola Jump modem. Okay. 12-inch power book is what he says. So I'm going to assume it's an internal, or could it be the that external? Is, I, I believe that's internal. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, in that, that case, the place that I would look, the two places I would look, so one, at least in Tiger, you go to network, you want to make sure your modem is one of your active devices. Okay. Click on that here. And the first thing I would look at is that there is a script for the modem. Yeah. So I would check that out just to make sure you got the right one selected because sometimes, I don't know, strange things happen. So that's um, in the modem tab. So you have modem under the type. Now there's some other things, though. Now all of those things in the modem list, from what I recall, are in library modem scripts or there's something around there yeah i think I, that's that's where it's at I'll and in that folder so you may want to check with the vendor and just see if they have an updated driver and you can uh bring it over in there uh let's see yeah okay modem scripts and there's all sorts you know i see 3com apple internal apple external v.34 v.90 all that great stuff and and don't um, be afraid to try some of those apple internal ones uh that that may actually solve the problem there, there's <clears throat> years and years ago there was a modem manufacturer called Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S, and they basically defined a standard for talking to uh, serial devices like modems. Actually, not 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 like modems. No. They, they defined it for modems, and they, yeah, and oh, other Hayes. Hayes, right? And everything for for years. If if you're a geek that and you go back far enough, you'll you'll remember that everything was was billed as being Hayes compatible. And by that, they meant that yeah, we support at, the, at least the basic feature set used by uh, by Hayes. Now, that uh, that different people have added different things to that over the years, and uh, and we sort of got away from from full Hayes compatibility um, as, as different, you know, different uh, features made it into different modems. But uh, the Apple internal scripts, I've, I've had good luck using those with, with other modems as well. So that may, that may help. Yeah. And basically what's happening, you know, it, it's a mini rant, but why are there so many freaking different drivers? Because everybody has their own stuff, man. <laughs> they got to make it, you know, half proprietary because they think they can do it better. That's why. Right, I mean that's it. Be one. Yeah, I mean, but, but at least no a lot problem. of the commands are that, standard, like ATDT. That put you and me out of DP. work, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to remember. Was it on some modems? No, this is the problem. I think it was, M, or no, it was one of the S registers. A lot of the modems you could say S and a number and a value, 
and each modem would have certain registers where you could configure things. Yeah. And one would be, the, I'm trying to remember the one that made the speaker come on. Uh, that would be ATM1, I believe. It was M. I, that's yeah. what I thought. M0 M0 off, was M1. off. M, M3 was on after it finished dialing. So that you can And I think there were some it. that it would be on all the time, which right. was a pleasure to behold. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Even so after it connected. That. That's right. So. so that would be my one suggestion is uh, just make sure you've got the right modem script and that it's up to date. Now, of course, there, um, there's a thing that says sound. Of course, you want that on, but just to make sure that sometimes it, yeah. things change and you don't know why. One thing I would do is if if all this fails is again, and I always I always suggest this, but it's an easy test is create a new user account and uh, and try and dial from there. See if that even if you don't you know don't copy the phone numbers down or anything like that. Just plug in some dummy phone number and let it dial. See if it makes noise. If it does, then okay, you know that you got some setting back over in your user side, and then you can get yeah, through all this um, stuff. Now the other place where there's some fun stuff you can play with is uh, there's a PPP tab. PPP for point-to-point -point protocol, which is just a way to do uh, connect to do the modems. stuff on the yeah. do the modem thing. <laughs> to be technical, I don't want to go into right now. But there's a PPP options button, and when you click on that, there's a whole bunch of fun things that you can select here. Um, connect automatically, prompting for connect, disconnect times. But then there's a few things here, and this one I like: connect using a terminal window. Aha. Uh -huh. So I think that would give you an opportunity days. to start mucking about with things. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, prompt repetitive. Use verbose logging would be another thing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times you can get, uh, you can collect, um, you know, the modem will chatter sometimes about what it's doing or why it failed. More importantly, if yeah. uh, something fails, this is Mary. And I don't know how to get at the log um, off the top of my head. But uh, we'll figure that out. We will find that. Let That's people right. know. Because it does say logging, so it has to go somewhere. It must go somewhere. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, you know, we're at 30 minutes here. And uh, so it being that uh, my face is killing me, thank goodness it's not killing you, uh, we're going to start to kind of turn the direction here. You're uh, killing me here. Uh, you're killing me. Why I ought to? Uh, and go through a couple other things that I wanted to, to talk about here. One was that, uh, for those of you that listen to podcasts, one of the coolest things, and of course, Flint mentioned it is that, uh, Flint. yeah, the, thank you with an F the, with an F. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, God, I hope this goes away soon. Uh, he, uh, that you can get halfway through some track and, and with podcasts, this certainly applies. And then you know, stop and go play something else and then come back and the podcast uh, starts up where you left it off. And the cool thing is if you sync back to your Mac, if you're listening on your iPod and you sync back to your Mac, the same thing will happen. The Mac will start right where it left off. And the Mac remembers too. The problem is in that sync, I have both my Mac and my iPod set to uh, keep only unplayed podcasts. Okay. Because I just want, once I've heard something, I want it to automatically delete it. Well, mm -hmm. if I half listen to a podcast on my iPod and then go stop it or listen to something else or whatever, even if I don't finish, the next time I sync, it's gone from the iPod. It stays on the Mac until I actually finish at the end, but it will not go back to the iPod. And I don't know how to set the iPod to keep those casts that, uh, 
that are there. Now, I guess that now that I'm talking through this, I could tell it load all casts onto the iPod. And if the Mac is set to only keep those that have played all the way through, then maybe it's smart enough to do that. But mm. it seems weird to me that uh, that it would only that the, you know, the setting would would not stay in sync. So I just wanted to mention that. But I guess that would work if the Mac's going to delete it if it's been played all the way through. Then the iPod's not going to keep it. So uh, so maybe that would work if I change the settings and actually don't have them in sync with each other. Right? Does that make sense? Anyone? Hello. I'm Bueller? with you, brother. You <laughs> Preach on. Uh, let's see. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Hey, so uh, Disney uh, revealed an iPod insurance plan, and I'll, I'll put a link. Maximum News wrote about it actually last week. I'll put a link in the show notes. And Disney. The yeah, and it's actually pretty cool. It's uh, it, Not only will it insure your iPod, it'll actually insure the content that you've downloaded for your iPod. So if you lose, you know, if you buy songs or TV shows or whatever and you lose them, then, uh, it, you know, if your iPod gets damaged and you lose the content that was out there, they will actually, they've got an insurance plan that, uh, that can cover you against uh, the replacement cost of that. Yeah. So I'll put that in the show notes. And That's uh, a bold move. Speaking of show notes, I would like mm -hmm. to send a huge, 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 say gigantic, ginormous, huge. ginormous thank you to Michael, also known as Computer Nap. He caught me online late last Monday night after I'd posted last week's show, and said, "Man, you know, I wish you guys would just do the AAC thing." And I said, "Oh yeah, I'd love to, but we 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 have to do the MP3 version of the show too. We can't do just mm -hmm. the enhanced." And, he, and I said, so really it comes down to time. And I said, if I could find somebody with the time to do it, that'd be great. And he said, done. And sure enough, man, within like, certainly by noon the next day, he had emailed me the file of uh, last week's show enhanced. And it's actually up there on the server at macgeekgab.com or macazora.com slash podcast. And, uh, and you can get it. There will be a feed coming out this week, a feed. Thank you. Feed. Uh, yeah. Coming out this week for the, uh, for the enhanced version of the shows and he's he's going to do this one too so the way it's going to work is the mp3 version will go up first that that'll go up basically as soon as we finish here and then uh the show notes for the mp3 i will build over time uh and by over time i mean you know certainly by noon tomorrow chances are they'll be totally complete and uh and then hopefully michael will have built the uh the enhanced version and that'll go up too so a huge ginormous thank you to michael i like that word did i tell you that Ginormous? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're, you're pretty clever. Uh, well, it's not really yeah. mine. It's clever to use it, maybe. <sighs> Anything um, else? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? We can... Uh, the guys in the corner? Huh? What, uh, which guys in the corner? I think they went out on a smoke break, you know. Oh, no. uh, the, the band. The, the band, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, that's just band. how it goes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of how it goes. Hey, there they are. <laughs> I'm going to close the door. It's cold. It is cold. It's really cold out there. Well, we're in New England. So uh, next week, we may actually wind up going through some more of these questions. we got we've got We've got so many. Uh, so unless something uh, horribly exciting happens this week, that's uh, that's what we'll do. I do want to thank our, our sponsor, Kowali, again. And uh, and if you're interested in, in advertising on the Mac Geek Gab, like I said, we are members of the Backbeat Media Podcast Network. In fact, uh, of course, I'm president of backbeat media as well for those of you that didn't know and 
talked about, yeah, and talked about the whole what we're doing with the podcast network and everything. I actually did a podcast on Friday before this started and posted it on my blog uh, at davethenerd.com, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes too, so that uh, I won't waste your time here. But if you want to know, go ahead; it's out there for you to hear. We got Gmail invites. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, audio comments, of course, to uh, macgeekgab at macobserver.com or uh, mm-hmm. 206-666-666-GEEK. That's it. G-E-E-K. G-E-E-K. Uh, which is and four, on the web. 4335-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GEEK-GE